Last week, it is the producer Michelle podcast, and I am back. And I just touched somebody's phone, so it vibrated on Leave me. Leave it alone. Uh, I got to grab. No, I got it. Well, okay, listen, producer Michelle podcast. It is episode nine because uh, Justin. What are we calling you? We're not calling you Lackey. producer. Lackey, Lackey Justin. Justin was sick last week. <laughs> wow. So he wasn't here, and I couldn't do my podcast. You would have known what my intestines were doing to me. You would not be so <laughs> condescending. But before I get to anything else, i got to yeah. grab these guys because they're about to leave. I don't know if you guys know them, but they're from upstairs. I don't know. Are they on Alt 987? Probably. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, I want to introduce you to these guys because I think they're hilarious. So uh, boom, boom, baby mouth, come here. Yeah, what's up, baby <laughs> mouth? <laughs> boom, boom. Happy podcast, everybody. Oh, my God, it's a Friday. <laughs> oh, it's so happy. great to be here. Friday, <laughs> rated outside. It's going to be good times. Good times. Good times of rated outside, but sunshine inside. <laughs> Every morning right here, booming baby mouth. Now, I got a question for you. Why do they call you baby mouth? Call me baby mouth because I like my coffee kids temp. I cannot take hot stuff except for you. Yeah. Why do they call you boom boom? Because I like hot sauce. (laughs) What do you like to put Uh your hot sauce on, boom boom? I like to put it on everything. Wings. I like to put it on ladies. I wanted to get you guys before you left. So thank you for coming in, Boom Boom and Baby Mouth. You got it there, QB. Our pleasure. (laughs) We'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Pass the hot sauce. (laughs) Don't you love those guys, Justin? Not really. They're fun. They're so, so much fun. Fun fun is a word uh, (laughs) that I think gets bantied around a lot. (laughs) Well, I got a lot of stuff I want to get to this week, including, and I kind of promoted it if you follow me on Twitter, at ProdMichelle. How my dogs are driving me crazy <laughs> this week. Um, how it's okay to lie to your husband if it's a lie by omission. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to drive you a little bit crazy with some CrossFit talk. You do know that I am a husband, right? Yes. Okay, so you expect me to sit here and say that it is okay to lie to your soulmate. Yes, because I think you will agree with All me right. well, in this particular we'll, we'll, case. We will see. So, okay. And then we'll get into a little bit the People versus O.J. Simpson. The final episode was this week, and I've got a little uh, little Dick Cabeza for you. Did you watch it? I did, okay. and I was so excited to talk to you about it because okay, it was cool. It was like the end. And then my DVR, even though after I added 15 <laughs> minutes, still cut it off early. Oh, my God. Oh, the curse words my kids heard. <laughs> now, i got to ask you about that. You curse in front of your kids. Absolutely. And do they curse in turn? Uh, or are they pretty good about it? Like, do they know good. when they curse, they're like, oops. They no, no, they don't. Oops. Here's the thing. My opinion of it is, and please contact Child Protective Services. My opinion is that it doesn't do you any good to try to make the words taboo. That as long as they know how to use them correctly, then you're fine. Oh, okay. So if they're using it incorrectly, you'll stop them. I correct their grammar. And say that is not right. Right. This is when we use the term asshole. And here's the thing. Right. And what I've noticed is when my parents come around, right. that's when they get they start flinging around because my parents think it's funny. Ah. And so I have to do a little bit of like, okay, let's rein it in. But they know. If you say it at school, I literally say these words. So I go, if you say it in public... If you say it at school, 
Your ass is grass. Ooh. Do you hear me? I will ruin everything that you find enjoyable. And they go, no, no, we get it. We get it. Like and they've the never way. gotten in trouble for saying a bad word at school. I like the way you guys raise kids. Yeah. If I ever have kids, I think I'm, I'm going to either send them to your house or to Hoffman's house. And you guys can oh. raise them. And Hoffman then when you're is, done, you can send them back. Hoffman's way better than I am. <laughs> well, I think he, the reason why Hoffman is so good, like his parenting, I, I admire his parenting so much, is that he's so calm about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, Gary's demeanor in general, right. like he, he, it's hard to make him really, really angry. Um, but so when he's dealing with a situation where like my dad would have gotten really super angry... <laughs> That's what makes him better than me. Is it's that, a little scarier in that way. Yes, I'm so calm when you about get it. it's he he is at you know how everybody jokes about the I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Yes, Gary has that tone. I think with everything. And if you guys, if you didn't hear Gary and Shannon's show yesterday, which is Thursday, um, I think it was in the one o'clock hour, probably close to the end of the show. I think it was between one thirty and two. Uh, Gary and Shannon were talking about um, how. What? Why your face turns red? And and then Gary went on this story about how they could tell when their kids were lying. And his wife, I guess, told the kids at one point that when they lied, there was a mommy dot that would show up in the middle of their forehead. Yes. And when they were really super little, they believed it. So every time that the, it, they would lie, they'd be like covering their forehead. <laughs> they would. It was, it's really funny. Not, and that's a great thing about young kids is they don't even like pretend to like rub it right. like they got an itch. They, they just, just put their hand it. over it. <laughs> Yeah, so, so go back and listen to that. Anyway, so let me get into why lying by omission yes. to your husband is fine. So I'm doing this CrossFit thing, which you know about, and you're sick of hearing. I'm not. No, that's unfair. I'm being kind of annoying not the last at all. two weeks. I'm doing this six-week CrossFit challenge, and uh, I thought I was going to die after the first few days, but it was actually pretty good. It was really tough that first week, and so I'm in week number two right now. The day after the first one, you could you moved a little different. I now you seem like, like a, your normal self. I walked like a baby yeah. the, for the you first toddled. few days. Yeah, I toddled, literally, because like your knees were a little bit straight, and you just couldn't really bend them. <laughs> so that's how I was the first few days. But it's actually pretty good, and one of the things they're doing with in conjunction with this workout is – they're trying to teach us a little bit about the paleo lifestyle and how to eat paleo, which is a big thing right now. But they're not fanatic about it, so they're very. They said, "Look, listen. We want the. We found that the best results in six weeks happen when you pair this exercise, this CrossFit program, with this paleo diet. Okay, so that you'd get the best results if you could do both at the same time. But since we know you haven't been living by paleo diet for the last however many years." Just try to incorporate it as much as you can. So they're they're very reasonable about it. It's not like, oh, my God, you had a cookie, and oh, my God. <laughs> so they're very, very – and I'm finding that I'm really enjoying a lot of the paleo diet because it's a lot of vegetables and a lot of meat and bacon almost every day, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, do you, here's the, I want to know, do you feel different after eating that way? Like, yes. not just the exercise. Yes. I don't oh. feel as tired. I don't feel – um, as bloated, I know it sounds weird, but pastas and sugars will really kind of bloat you up. Yeah. So that's what I feel a difference. I'm not seeing a difference yet, but I feel a difference. You know, just it's it's very interesting. Anyway, so one of I've been trying to do some of these paleo recipes, and there was this recipe the other day for this paleo stew, which was basically stew meat and tomatoes, onions, zucchini, yellow squash. Uh, spinach and mushrooms, right? So 
I made it, and it was with some great seasonings. It was tasted really, really good. So I'm making it, and I'm thinking, my husband's never going to eat this, right? Because he's just he's not a vegetable guy. Uh, he does they, not eat okay. vegetables. So I, when he he came downstairs as I was I was cooking this. And I was intending to make him something completely separate for dinner, which is what I do a lot of times if I'm eating something that's vegetable heavy because he won't eat it. So I, he came downstairs and he goes, wow, that, that really smells good. What are you cooking? And I had to, had to think fast because <laughs> I think fast. if I said paleo stew, he never he would have been like, what the hell is that? Or if I said it's a stew with a lot of it. So I said steak soup. And he goes, oh my God. steak soup. I go, you know how when we go to the, the only time he might eat vegetables is if we go to an Italian restaurant and he has minestrone soup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll make minestrone soup at home and he'll get some vegetables in him. So I said, oh, it's steak soup. Do you want to try it? Because I was going to make you something else. He goes, no, that smells really good. I'll try it. And so I said, oh, okay. So I, ma- I made him a bowl of it <laughs> and I put a lot of beef in there. I put a lot of the, <laughs> the stew meat in there. But there was a bunch of veggies, and it was, you know, kind of looks like minestrone soup because it's got that same kind of coloring. And I set it in front of him, put some crackers down right there, and said, there's your steak soup, honey, eat it. And he ate the whole thing. Who's a big boy? Not, And he hates mushrooms, he hates zucchini, and he hates onions. I mean, hates them. If he sees a mushroom, like if, he lo- if he's looking mushrooms at it. Mushrooms are horrible. He he's not wrong. He doesn't like them. And so I was scared to death that he's going to oh, he's gonna see it and he's going to stop eating. Say, what are you trying to feed me? What kind of person wants to eat something that it literally exists to grow on dead and rotting things? Right. So he ate the whole entire thing. And he's like, can I have some more? And I said, oh, of course. Yes, of course you can have some more. This is great steak soup, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, this is really good. you got to keep this recipe. Okay, great. I want to do a study so on I your got, marriage like, so bad. I got about 10 servings of vegetables in him just by telling him this is steak soup. Oh, so many questions. And he did not ask about anything else in the soup, He he, but he ate everything, but I just told him it was steak soup. Okay, I got to ask these questions. Go What's ahead. his blood work like? Like, does he have high cholesterol? No, because no he's high all, cholesterol. So he's fine. He's healthy. He's otherwise healthy. I think he's got a little bit of high blood pressure, but not anything out nothing, of Yeah, nothing that's worrisome right. at his age or anything like that. And, so he he's drink, fine. and he drinks about four gallons of milk a week. I really wanted to say whiskey. N- well, that too. <laughs> five gallons but, of whiskey. <laughs> five gallons of whiskey, four gallons. But it's, he's got a primarily, like, it's almost like he has an Atkins kind of diet. If it's just meat. Meat and potatoes. Like, he'll eat potatoes in any form. Do French you have to fries, limit his potato intake? Um, no. Okay. Meat, potatoes, pasta, bread. That's okay. Meat, potatoes, pasta, bread, cereal. How would meat, he... potatoes, pasta, bread, cereal, ice cream? Ice cream. <laughs> How would he feel knowing that you and I were having this conversation right now? I have no idea. Because <laughs> I'll find out. No, no, he he would probably get a kick out of it. He think but, well, but I guarantee you though, if he hears this podcast, which he's he's stews he's out, to listen to it. He's never going to eat that steak never again. Soup again. Now, because here's if it was me, it? it would be on the principle of being tricked into eating it. But for him, it's purely about the vegetable intake. No, he would be mad that I tricked him. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're just so we're clear. Your whole premise of starting this out yes. was to say that it's okay to lie to your spouse yes. by omission, mm-hmm. and yet you already know that there is a negative effect. Yes, but it's still okay. No, nope. as long as he doesn't find no, out. No, it's not. No, as long as he doesn't find out. <laughs> 
It's vegetables. They're good for him. They're good for him. It's a very solid point. It so, is. You're you're lying for his benefit. For his benefit. Yes. But so anyway. it's still a lie. <laughs> Because I always here's the thing I have my wife and I had our argument similar to this is that we used to budget money for things where she would have an allowance that she could spend whatever she wanted on and she always would eat out always right and I always had money at the end of the month and she would always overspend her like fifty bucks a month that was mm-hmm. back when we were super broke and so uh, she would get she would go to Taco Bell and buy a burrito <laughs> supreme and that would put her over the fifty dollar mark. <laughs> And she would come home, and me, being the same person that I am, rational, would say words to her like, do you realize that what you're saying is that a burrito supreme, which is not even real food, is more important to you than your husband's <laughs> happiness? I trust you to only spend $50 a month. And she goes, no, that's not what... I go, yes. this Now, because you overspend your budget, I should be able to bang chicks on the road when I was traveling doing stand-up. It's the same thing. It's a violation of trust. So I, in my opinion, you snuck some veggies into a stew. Now your husband can philander about. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's get on. So, so that's how I lied to my husband this week. And hopefully I can make steak soup again. Can people email us? I would like to know if other people are lying to their spouse. Is that, are you okay with that? Yeah. You can email, uh, just email us at, uh, you can tweet me at prod Michelle, or you can email me at Michelle at KFI640.com. All right. So send us, send us your message. I want to know how, if other people are lying. Okay, so um, I've been doing this CrossFit I was telling you, and I want and if I've been talking about really it. Really haven't heard about it. I'm kidding. <laughs> then I Sorry. think I've been really annoying about it. Because we know that there are some people who in our lives who do CrossFit who are really, like, it's very um, cult-like. And Bender was playing this video the other day, um, this uh, YouTube video. About uh, people in CrossFit. I can't remember what it was. College kids humor or something? It was college humor. It was me that played it. Yeah. And if you just do a college humor or funny or die CrossFit video. It's hilarious. And then one of the jokes in it is like, the first rule about CrossFit is you always, always talk, talk about, about CrossFit. CrossFit. <laughs> so I, I've been, I'm excited about this because it's different than anything I've ever done. And so I have been talking about it a little bit with uh, the guys that I work with and, and Aaron V. And uh, I've been using some of the CrossFit lingo. Which I realize is super annoying because it's super annoying to me when it happens. So I just wanted to go through a couple of the CrossFit lingo, like the things that are are making me uh, laugh every time I go to CrossFit. So there's this uh, thing at CrossFit called AMRAP, A-M-R-A-P. And what it means is as many reps as possible. So they give you like 10 minutes and it's like AMRAP, 10 minutes, 10 box jumps, 10 burpees. Ten wall balls. I want you to AMRAP those burpees, kid. Yeah, so that's how it is. So AMRAP is one of those annoying CrossFit terms. Get on it now! <laughs> He's as many reps oh, no, as possible. You will speak only when spoken to. <laughs> exactly. And then the other one is ATG, which is ass to grass. <laughs> it I like means that one. it's all of it. It means doing a full depth squat. So like a really, really, really deep squat. And these are only the ones that I've learned so far. Okay, because what's I, a burpee? I don't know what that's a, the next one. Burpee, which is I hate the burpee with a passion. Burpees are everybody hates the burpees. I've learned this. Even the people at the CrossFit who have been doing it forever, they all hate the burpees. And basically, if you remember being in gym class when you were in an elementary school and you'd be in the gym and you'd be standing there and you'd be standing up, right? 
and then you squat to the floor, and then you kick your legs out. Oh, okay. And then you kind of lay on the floor, and then you jump back up. That's that's basically a burpee. And they do it in two ways. You squat to the floor, you kick your legs out into like a plank position, and then you... Bring them back in. Well, well, yeah, you, you bring them back in, but in CrossFit, what they usually make you do is go all the way to the floor, sometimes in like a push-up, but yeah. we haven't gotten to the push-up part yet. And then you come back up, and then you bring your feet back in, and then you jump up and clap. That's what you do. So that's a burpee. I like them. That's why I, I basically have learned that everything in CrossFit is everything we used to do in elementary school gym class. Or Pop Warner football for me. Exactly. We call them up-downs. Yeah, up-downs. That's what they, basically it's the up-down. That's the burpee. What is your major malfunction, numbnut? <laughs> the wall ball is the other annoying CrossFit term that I have. And I kept calling them squat throws. And I kept getting corrected on Facebook from all my CrossFit friends. You say CrossFit uh, CrossFit terms like a girl. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean, wall balls? I'm like, yes, that's what I meant. Thank you. When I can't figure out what something is called, I just call it like what it is. I describe it exactly yeah. how it is, or I call it a thingy. That's just the way it is. <laughs> I do the thingies. So a I am wrap thingies. A wall ball is when you stand facing a wall, and you're holding a 10-pound medicine ball. Oof. And you squat, you hold the ball at your um, like shoulder level, and you squat, and then as you come up, you throw the ball up against the wall at like at least eight or ten feet up, and then you catch it, and then you squat, and do it. Yeah. I had to do 50 of those the other day. You can huck a 10-pound ball eight feet in the air? Well, you can when you first start, but as you keep yeah. going, they get lower and lower, is what we realized. So that's the other CrossFit term. The other one is, uh, the acronym is WOD, which means workout of the day. So when you go in, it'll say 50 wall balls, 50 burpees. It sounds like boot camp. Is that their it's, thing? Yeah, it's pretty much. It's Does the guy like yell at you? or No, but I do know a lot of people who are in CrossFit who they get yelled at. But our the place I go to, CrossFit Monrovia, is really awesome because they're very supportive. They're like, listen, we're not going to yell at you. We don't need that. We're going to encourage you and we're going to push you, but we're not going to scream at you, like stand over and scream at you like somebody. So those are some of the annoying CrossFit terms that I've learned so far. I like them. Yeah, I love it. I feel like you're not throwing them around enough. Okay, good. I I want you to come in and be like, oh man, my legs are killing me because all my burpees. I went AMRAP (laughs) on some burpees. It was my WWOD. The other day, like here's what I had to do the other day. I had to, the warm up, here's my warm up. So you go in, you run 200 meters, and then you come back in and you do these straight leg kicks across the room and back. And then you do these side run thingies. I don't know what they're called. Across (laughs) the room and back. And then you do walking lunges across the room and back. And then you do your workout of the day, which yes, which the other day was 50 wall balls, um, 50 uh, burpees, and then they had box jumps too, which right now are like box step-ups because I it's literally you're standing in front of a box and you're just supposed to jump up on the box like you have springs in your feet and then jump back down. How high is this box? They rain. They start like the kids. We were using kids ones, and they're like two feet off the ground. That's but still the pretty impressive. Big ones are like I think they start at like three feet. So yeah, they come up. Let's say if you're standing there, probably at least above your knee is the top of the box, and that's intimidating to yeah. try to do that. The first, so I'm like, I'm just gonna step up today, and that hurt too. <laughs> Walking hurt. Everything hurt the first few days, but anyway, I'm almost through week uh, two, so we'll see. 
got a couple extra weeks to go, so I'm sure you'll hear about it again next podcast. Yeah, can't wait to hear more about CrossFit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then and ev- and every time I so I told you the other day, so I had to do what did I say like fifty. Um, the 50 squats, burpees, wall balls, bur- burpees and wall balls. And then we had, and after we did that, we did the burpees first. So we do like 10 burpees and then we do 10 wall balls and then we have to run 200 meters and then 10 burpees, 10 wall balls, and then run the 200 meters. We had to do that like five times. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it was, uh, it's a lot. The, it's the best thing about it is that it's compacted into like 15 or 20 minutes of actually working out hard. And then the rest of the hour is just kind of, Stretching and complaining. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So the, awesome. let's move on to uh, the dogs driving me crazy this week. Yep. So I've got, for those of you who've listened to the podcast before, you know I have three dogs. I have Princess Grace Kelly. She's my chihuahua. She's the littlest one. Six pounds. Although I think she might be just, no, she's not down to six pounds yet. We're getting close. She's got to lose a pound. That's it. She has to be about five and a half pounds. We have Roxy, who is another Chihuahua mix. I think she's a Chihuini. Chihuahua and Wiener. I don't like that mix. term. <laughs> um, Nothing attractive about a Chihuini. She's 13, and she's about 14 pounds. No, 12 pounds. She's 12 pounds now because we got her down from 16. And then we have Buffy, who is at least 17 years old. She might even be 18, and she's about eight pounds. Nine pounds, and uh, she's the picky eater. She's the one who was yeah, only eating with a, chopsticks yeah, and only eating from chopsticks for a while, and now she was eating back off of a plate for a while, which was great. And now she just won't eat anything. Now she just is chopsticks. <laughs> she just does not want to eat anything. Like we can get her to eat. Like she's back eating some dog food, but she'll come in like have two bites and then she'll leave, and then she'll come back and she'll have a couple more bites. And she- anyway, they're all driving me crazy right now because they're fighting. And I don't know why they're fighting now suddenly, because Roxy and Buffy have been living with us for a few years now. So uh, Princess, before that, was a dog by herself. In she the was house. an only she dog, as they say. Only dog, and she was extremely spoiled. But every once in a while now, they just get into these big fights. And we're trying to figure out why, and we can't, we can't really figure out why. So they're driving us a little bit nuts. But what I did today was I bought <laughs> I bought this... This thing called the Pet Cube, and it's basically a box that you connect to your Wi-Fi that's a camera, so you can leave it set up in the house, and then you can access it via your mobile phone and see what your pets are doing, and you can talk to your pets through it. Pull this up now. Do you have it now? I don't have it now. I'll show it to you. But. You basically, you plug it in, you hook it up to your Wi-Fi, yeah. and then you connect it to your phone, and while you're gone, you can see what your pets are up to. Now, we're always, my husband is convinced that Princess is getting bullied when we're not at home, because Princess acts like she's in charge when we're home, and the other dogs are like, oh, we're so innocent and cute, look at us. We're just quiet, and look, why is she attacking us? Because we're just super nice. We're just sitting here doing nothing. <laughs> my husband thinks that when we're gone, the two of them gang up yeah. on her. By the way, the the one that's got one, maybe two legs in a grave, and then the other agent, all of a sudden they become the dominant Apparently. ones? Apparently. I don't know. <laughs> so I bought this this little pet cube box so that we can connect it, and that when I'm at work, I can pull it up on my phone, and I could see what they're doing. And talk to them. And we can talk to them. And apparently there's this... 
I don't know how it works. I can't wait to get it because I can't wait to see because it works for cats too. This is how part of why they promoted this was you could see what your pets are doing when you're not at home. You could talk to them and get their attention, or you could play with them with the laser feature. <laughs> like you could put the laser on and they could chase it around the room. <laughs> I don't know. How this it works. is equal parts awesome and. Super crazy and creepy, yeah. It is. So I can't wait to get it. But that's what we've got so I can see what's going on. I can't wait to hear about it. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited, too. (laughs) So now let's get into the people versus OJ Simpson. Please. Okay, so last episode was this week. I'm kind of sad to see it go. I wish it was a longer series because they did it really, really well. It really was a great, great series. So this episode, of course, focused on the verdict. And we all knew that was coming. We all knew the outcome of the show. It's not like it's a spoiler for anybody. But so the show featured um, the verdict and they did some closing arguments and basically a lot from OJ's perspective of what he sort of realized his life was going to be like once he got out of jail and realized that even though they found me not guilty, there's a lot of people who don't want to be associated with me. (laughs) So... It was really an awesome episode. I thought it was a, a very, very well done. I thought it really reflected almost exactly what was going on at the time. Be, uh, down to the woman who announced the verdict flubbing his name. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. And, um, you know, everybody thought after the closing arguments that it was going to be days or weeks before they got a verdict. And I remember this so vividly is because we aired the closing arguments, I think, live on the air really? when they happened. And... We, they, it went to the jury and kind of went back to normal and everybody's expecting to go back to normal. And I remember going home that day and then just kind of being around the house and all of a sudden it's like, they have a verdict. <laughs> what? Less than four hours. Now, in normal, in a normal case, usually if a jury comes back that quick, it usually means a guilty verdict, it, like especially for a case like this. When there was a lot of overwhelming physical evidence. So despite what the defense, you know, put forth, there was a lot of physical evidence that, you know, I think any normal person would look at it and go, yeah, that's weird. Like, how could her blood be at his house? And and if you if you don't believe that the police planted everything, then it was very easy for most people to go, yeah, he probably did it. So when we heard that the verdict came back, we were all thinking, oh, it's going to be a guilty verdict. <laughs> But no, it was not. <laughs> and what they reflected in the show is they played actual, some actual real footage of yes. the reactions of people across the country and on the Oprah show. Which looked very staged. I remember even seeing it where it's like literally you have a, a black person next to a white person right. and the white person's like, wow. And the black person's like, yes. Yes. Which so, I, w- I, I was young, but I would never have thought that it was that racial. It was. It Maybe it's because I'm not racist enough. I don't know, but. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was I'll very it was really, really reflective of, of exactly what happened at the time. And and the aftermath that came after it, Marsha Clark left the DA's office and so did Chris Darden. She ended up writing a book and actually on Handle Show, um, when her book came out, we did a broadcast at her house. We went to her house to do the broadcast to talk to her about her book and, and whatnot. And I just remember uh everything exactly as the show kind of portrayed it happened that way the the interesting thing to me and what i thought david schwimmer didn't kind of do justice to was the look that (laughs) robert kardashian 
on TV when you're watching OJ and they're reading the verdict and they say not guilty, the look on Robert Kardashian's face was much more obvious than David Schwimmer oh, really? kind of played it. Like, it, he, if you look back at, like, screenshots of him at that time, it, he, you can just tell he's just like, oh, my God, what have I done? Now, I'd like to think that after the fact, when he went into the bathroom and they showed him throwing up in the bathroom, I don't know if that actually happened or not. I do know that later he did say to some of his friends, according to them, that he had really he really did think that OJ probably did it. So he had a lot of regrets about kind of being involved in the case and and it turning out the way that it did. But so anyway, I have a uh, since we're done with the OJ case, I wanted to play one more. My very, very favorite Dick Cabeza production from the era of Handel and OJ is Paul is singing as OJ and my husband plays Johnny Cochran um, and it, the song is called Johnny Angel. And it's all about OJ singing about how glad he is that Johnny Cochran is defending him. So let's play that. Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel. Johnny Angel. You're an angel to me. Johnny Angel, Johnny Angel. Johnny Angel. Johnny Angel. how I love him. He's the one who is defending me. And I never have a Colombian necklace. And I'll never <laughs> see a prison cell because of Johnny C. Now, we all know she was going to a Mexican tuna restaurant to get something that was not on the menu. Johnny Angel knows I was set up by the racist honky LAPD. Now, how about a Bulgarian bolo tie? Mark Furman doesn't like a black man with white knees. Now, you get a jury that's white, you're going to go to jail, all right? But you get one black on the jury, no need to worry. They can't put me away. I Defend that Johnny Angel by my side. A black man who's my white knight. How about Bolivian butt huggers? Just what good is money if you can't get away with killing your wife? The shovel was for the new Caltrans action adventure movie. The plastic was to make a slip aside was chilling. I couldn't understand what he said. Johnny Angel by my side. A black man who's my white knight. But I cook among a cummerbund. Just what good is money if you can't get away with killing your wife? I'm a, I'm a fine Corinthian lip. You ever hear that? Johnny Angel. You're an angel to me. I'm a, a Timbuktu toupee or Kamandu blue suede shoe. Johnny Angel. <laughs> You're an angel to me. How about a Lake Titicaca turtleneck? Or Pakistani Puka Shell? Johnny Angel. <laughs> you're an angel to me. You mean you never heard of Pacoima Petal Pushers? Pacoima Petal Pushers. Now, that was all based on him when Johnny Cochran first introduced the idea that Colombian drug lords were part might have been responsible for the murder and that they might have been trying to do a, what they call a Colombian necktie mm-hmm. where they cut the throat and pull the tongue through. Yeah. Um, so that's that's where all the <laughs> – he was trying to think of different different things to do. 
Oh my gosh. Anyway, for those of you who really like... Those things liked, are so... I keep saying the same. They're so well produced. I'm sorry. For those of you who really like those, my husband's doing a uh, a bike ride for Children's Hospital at the end of the month. It's called Boonies to the Beach, and he's doing it with a bunch of his uh, Costco co-workers. And so I'm going to put a link up on my blog. So if you guys, if you feel that you can donate five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you can, it'd be really wonderful if you can help me help him. But if you donate $50 or more, he's going to make a CD of all the OJ cabezas that we'll send out to people who donate $50 or more. Uh, and there's at least, I think there's 13 or 15 of those songs. So yeah, it'll be really fun. So anyway, that's all I have for this week. Go to KFIM640.com, keyword producer Michelle. Follow me on Twitter at Prod Michelle or Justin at KFI Justin. And uh, you did your podcast this week, right? Yep. What did you guys talk about? Uh, well, I'm doing it after this one. I'm oh, recording okay. it later on today. And you get to hear uh, what happens when our dog passed away. Oh, that's right. And how I uh, blubbered like an idiot. And Justin is not, like he told me this when we, when he first started working with me because I talk about my dogs all the time. He's like, yeah, you know, I have dogs. I like dogs. You know, I'm, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that attached. Yeah. Uh-huh. Blubbered like an idiot. Wait until you hear the podcast. So go to the dadpodcast.com because you're going to hear Justin's story. It's very, 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 very <laughs> sweet. Funny. And I think you handled everything really perfectly. Well, thank you. So the dadpodcast.com. And, of course, listen every day on the Bill Handel Show because uh, we're both on the Bill Handel Show. We are. And Bill's there, too. And uh, I actually got him to talk about my podcast this week. Which I don't think he's heard an episode yet. No. Which is good. But next week, I'm going to have a little more behind the scenes of what it's like to work with Bill. So we'll do that next week. But always remember he was smart, he was kind, he was important. That's so good. See you guys next week. You'll have to be a stronger man. Rest assured that when I start to make you nervous And I'm going to extremes Tomorrow I will change And today I'm